Welcome to Women Wanting Women, where we explore topics that matter to women like us. We talk about being a woman, attracting women, and becoming more powerful women by developing more self-confidence and always reaching for the next level in our self-actualization. I'm your hostess, lesbian love coach, Jordana Michelle. And if you're interested in finally finding the woman of your dreams, so you could be best friends who learn and grow together and share dreams together and have adventures together and share passionate intimacy together, then also check out my website, womenwantingwomen.com, because it's packed with resources that can help you, including my guide to quickly and easily eliminating rejection from your life, a how-to guide for finding your lesbian soulmate, A quiz to find out what qualities the woman of your dreams will find most attractive about you when you meet her. A report that explains the three biggest mistakes most women make when coming out and how to avoid them. And a matchmaking survey you can fill out in case I already know the woman of your dreams. All of that is free at womenwantingwomen.com. But before I go any further, I have a question. If you don't already have love in your life, what's holding you back? For anyone who's single and lonely, it doesn't have to stay that way, no matter how old you are and no matter where you live. And in this episode of Women Wanting Women, I interview the international best-selling author and love guru, Arielle Ford, who shares her best tips and secrets for how anyone can find true soulmate love at any age. You can find Arielle on her website at arielleford.com. But before you do, I hope you enjoy my interview with the one and only Arielle Ford. Arielle, thank you so much, really, for being here. I wouldn't even have a podcast, probably, if it wasn't for you, because many years ago, I discovered your work and started following you and Catherine Woodward Thomas. And I remember thinking, I just wish someone would do it for lesbians, And, and that wish just stayed and now I am um, and now you're here joining me and it really feels like a beautiful completion so and I'm glad you're doing what you're doing because it's it's there's a big need out there everybody deserves to have love and should have love and we need you know experts that can speak to every demographic right most of the time I talk to straight women over 40 because that's been my experience but I think it's so great that, you know, you're covering this area and then there's people like, um, he wrote the book Deeper Dating. Oh, Ken Page. Do you know Ken Page's work? So he's uh, a psychotherapist who is a married gay man with a trans child. And he's really good at speaking to all audiences. If you want, email me. I'll hook you up with him. He's just brilliant, you know. So usually when I get people in my workshops that want to talk to me about things that are LGBT related, it's like, okay, let me go talk to Ken, you know, because he's the expert. You know, my my real expertise is teaching anybody of any age and any way you want to go, how to manifest and how to use the law of attraction to manifest. Yeah. And that applies no matter what orientation, what age, what location of the world you're in. But it also really is important for queer women because I think one of the biggest challenges that our community faces is the fear that because we're a minority, because there's simply fewer of us than, than, for example, heterosexual people, that it then becomes a smaller dating pool. 
Well, I've actually worked with groups harder than this. So I went to Kuwait a few years ago and I had 60 women in burqas in my workshop in a country where dating is illegal and doesn't happen because of their religion. And I taught them how to manifest love because you can manifest love from anywhere. So you could say you could say it's a numbers game and say, well, straight people have more options. But the truth is, anybody of any orientation only needs one soulmate, right? And if you if you can have the clarity and be on purpose to manifesting that soulmate, then the numbers don't really matter. It doesn't make you less likely or have less opportunity to find love, you know? And that's one of the myths I really wanna bust for people. It's like, oh, well, you know, I used to have these women over 60 who come to my workshops and they would give me these statistics about why, you know, well, men in my age group want younger women and statistically there are more women in this age group than men and here are all the reasons why I can't have love. And I would say, you know, the truth is you've just set yourself up to lose. Holding on to that belief, whether the numbers are accurate or not, is a setup and an excuse not to have love. Because right now, here on planet Earth, there are more than 7 billion people alive. More than half of those 7 billion are single. And if you only need one, and if your heart's really open, then love will find you. Love is a possibility. But as long as you want to make me or anybody else wrong by giving me statistics, what you're going to get to be is right. You'll be right and you're going to be alone. Right? So, you know, the question is, are you willing to trust that there is somebody out there who, by the way, is also looking for you? You know, this is not a one-way street. And are you willing to become visible to that one person or those many people who are seeking you as much as you seek them? Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying, and it's so important and so true. And you found love at a later age as well. Isn't that, isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I remember I, I was a first-time bride at 44, but I remember around that time, there was an issue of Time magazine that came out with a cover story that basically said that the chances of a woman over 40 finding love were uh, that you were more likely to be killed by a terrorist than you were to find love. And that was in Time Magazine. And that just pissed me off so much that I decided to prove them wrong because it's not true. It's absolutely not true. And in fact, statistically, the demographic that's finding love the fastest and easiest these days are people over 50. Is that true? Yes, and the reason for this is because of online dating. You know, online dating is one of the, the greatest resources for love in the world today. Right now, almost 50% of all marriages are starting online. And what's so great about it is for the most part, if you're using the right uh, dating website or app, people that are looking for a serious relationship are online. It's so you don't have to wait to go to the right bar, get invited to the right party, or hope that there's the right person at work the way it used to be in the past. Not that those things don't work, they're just a lot slower. 
you now have the opportunity to sort. So just like, you know, like if I need a little black dress to go to a party, I can go to Macy's.com, NeimanMarcus.com, SaxFifthAvenue.com, and I put in, you know, looking for knee-length black cocktail dress, V-neck, long sleeve, you know, and 17 different options are going to come up, and I can order two or three and with free shipping, right, and send back the two that I don't want. So... Online dating is the same way. What's so brilliant about it is you can be really specific. So let's say you were single, right? And you went on to the dating app that you most like. And you could say, you know, uh, looking for a traditional marriage to a woman to have children, to live in the suburbs, right? Or whatever your criteria is. And, you know, then only people that are looking for what you're looking for are going to respond. Yeah, um, I, I am single and I do use the apps and I think they're amazing. It's so great because in the past it was so much harder to find queer women. Now there is literally a multitude of these applications just on our cell phone where we can swipe through and see who's in the neighborhood, who's around, who's around looking for what we're looking for. It's so incredible because the last time I was single, I didn't have this. It's so wonderful. Yeah, no, it's really brilliant. But at the same time, I meet so many women and all they do is complain about the apps. So I'm, I'm on your team. I think they're such a wonderful treasure. What, what do you talk to about that? So, so the complaining is going to have you die alone, you know? So you really have to ask people, you know, do you want to keep bitching, moaning and complaining or do you want to find out what works and be happy? You know, and th that's the choice. And you have to just get in their face about it. You know, like, so for straight women, the big thing that I hear all the time is, oh, there's no good men. Okay, now I know for with a million percent certainty that's not true. Okay, I, I have at least seven friends who are beautiful, successful, over 50, would consider themselves spiritual and conscious who met their ideal mate on Match.com. Now, just because somebody else would be saying, well, that's not the people I come across, it's like because you don't know how to use the dating apps to your advantage. You know, if you're sitting back waiting and hoping that Miss Wright or Mr. Wright is going to fall across your picture or your profile and contact you, you're going to wait forever. You need to be proactive, which means you need to have extreme clarity on what it is you're looking for. You know, so yes, you want somebody to be attractive to you. But, you know, women tend to fall in love in between their ears much more than through their eyes. You know, we're not quite as visual as, you know, alpha guys tend to be. So, you know, what is your soul most calling for in a mate? You know, what are the, the heart traits and qualities and values that are most important to you? And search that way. And then learn how to play with people online. So, so let's say um, you have your four must-haves, you know, that you're looking for. I don't, you know, let, I'm going to make something up. Let's say that you're a triathlete, 
you know, and you really want to be with another triathlete because only triathletes understand their dedication to their crazy training and eating schedules. So a normal human being can't be with a triathlete, you know, because they train all the time and they eat a certain way and, you know, it's just hard. So, so you're going onto the app and you find somebody who looks interesting to you and you read through their profile or the interesting things about them. You don't want to send them a whole long message. You want to send them one really fun little sentence. So let's say I come across your profile and I read that your favorite food is uh, barbecue chicken pizza at a certain place in town. I like Sammy's barbecue chicken pizza is what you wrote. So I could write back to you and say, hey, you know what? We are probably pizza soulmates. I also love barbecue chicken pizza, period, the end. That's all you need to say because that's enough for them to want to go and learn more about you. You know, you don't have to say, well, go read my profile. You don't have to convince them of anything. You just start a really fun conversation. And if that fun conversation, you know, turns into a couple of emails or connections, then the next thing you want to do super, super fast is move it to a phone call. You know, what you don't want to do is spend any time texting. If you're spending a lot of time texting with strangers, you're wasting your life force. You cannot learn anything about people from texting. The only purpose of texting before you're in a committed relationship is to say, I'm running five minutes late. I'm looking for parking. But texting is the worst number one worst way form of communication in the planet right now you want to be on the phone why do you want to be on the phone you need to hear their voice you need to hear if there's any connection or compatibility even better than a phone call is a skype or a zoom chat or a facetime where you can see them because people take in information both by you know hearing and seeing you know, so texting sucks. Texting sucks so badly. I can't tell you how many people tell me, oh, we texted for two weeks and we had such a good connection and it was so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And then they met in person and it's a big bomb. And that's because you can't learn about somebody. You cannot feel chemistry, compatibility or connection through texting. All you can have is false hope and wasting your time. Yeah, absolutely. Those are great tips. Do you have any other tips? Um, you know, I'd say for online dating is that you have to have, you have to have a commitment to it. So if you're single and you say that your number one priority is manifesting your soulmate, I won't believe you at all, unless you're spending at least a half hour a day working on meeting somebody. And that would mean, you know, whatever that is for you. If, if you absolutely have sworn off online dating, then are you going to meetups? Are you going to places where there are other single people? So if it's a priority, then it needs a minimum commitment of a half hour a day to being visual, visible to where you could meet somebody. I love it. Now, um, I want to just rewind to uh, talking about, you know, the, the attitude and the inner game of finding love as well, because there are some people that might say, I live in a small town, I'm in the middle of nowhere, you know, there are a lot of stories that people tell. Yeah. 
That's all true. You do live in a small town, and there are not a lot of people. And so what? Do you think God can't find you, right? The universe is going to help you. And are you committed to living in your small town for the rest of your life? And if you are, then you want to manifest somebody who's willing to move. And if you're willing to relocate for love, that's even better. That means you can expand your horizons of where you could go. But just here's the thing that gets in the way for most women is they have these limiting beliefs that on some level they're not deserving of love. And then they make up all these excuses of why they can't have love. You know, I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm too damaged, all the good ones are taken, I live in a small town, uh, whatever it is. You know, the one that was got away because they think there's only one, you know, or because I have some chronic illness, I'm unlovable. None of these things is true. You know, my grandmother taught me early on there's a lid for every pot. You know, the only thing she was wrong about is that there are multiple lids for every pot. There isn't just one perfect person out there. There's plenty of people that would be perfect for you. And you need to constantly monitor the chatter in your mind that stops you from going for it. Right, because when you hear it, because if you're having that chatter, that is the complaining that's going to have you end up alone or die alone, as you said. Right, exactly. And 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 what do they do if they monitor it? What's, what's okay, the thing? Okay, so the thing to do is, is to first become aware of it. Everybody has these thoughts. They're not going to go away. But what can change is are you willing to be an emotionally mature adult and have awareness about the thoughts that you're having? So let's say you have the thought, oh, I'm too old. You know, it's just too late for me. You know, and the thought comes up. If it were in my head, I would say, cancel, cancel. Thank you for sharing. And the truth is, not only am I looking for my soulmate, he or she is also looking for me. And I may need to do this 10 times a day. But, you know, the option is I can allow myself to go down this negative spiral of self-loathing and, you know, negativity, or I can choose to have as my truth that my soulmate is also looking for me. So you can't give up. You know, it's easy to give up. Losers give up. I just want to give you one analogy to all of this. Let's, let's say you or somebody listening to us is a single mother with three children. And this, this woman gets fired from her job, right? Now she could sit home on the couch watching the Kardashians saying, oh, well, if it's meant for me to have a job, the job will find me. Now, of course, nobody's going to do that. You have children to feed, all right? You know that come hell or high water, you're going to find a job and make some money. But when it comes to love life, there's a lot of women sitting there, well, if it's meant to be, love will find me. And that's just total BS. But there are also a lot of women who become so fixated and so obsessed and go the opposite route where they where they lose all other sense of self and happiness because of that longing for love and and the search for love yeah i have i have not come across anybody like that so i don't have anything to say to that because it hasn't come up in you know in any of my workshops so i don't know anybody who's so obsessed with it all i will say is that 
it has never been easier than it is today to find love. That's just a fact. And I love it. And I think it's so important when you're talking about becoming aware, just understanding how much of those beliefs come up in our mind. And what you said about not only are there multiple possible soulmates, yeah. but they're looking for us too. The world is full of beautiful, open-hearted, queer women that are also looking for love. And just because we don't directly see them right now doesn't mean that they're not there. Right. Well, that, that's almost everything to do with manifestation. So if you want to manifest more money, you don't know in this moment where the money's going to come from, right? But you have this intention and you're going to own this belief and you're going to feel what it feels like to be abundant. And then you're going to trust that the universe is going to deliver the money to you. That's how manifestation works. It's the same thing with love. So you don't know where love is going to come from, but it's up to you to know and trust in every cell of your being that love is coming. And here's something that I want, I want to give your audience that will really help them. It's, it's what I do with people is I teach them how to do feelingizations. Okay, so what a feelingization is, unlike a visualization, which is just pretty pictures in your head, oh, I want a new BMW, and I can see myself driving down the freeway in it, you're having this pretty picture in your head, but in your body, in your emotional body, what your emotional body is saying is, I can't afford it, I don't deserve it, it will never happen, which stops the pictures from ever coming true. Right, so you imagine the thing that you want, but instead of feeling good about it, you feel anxiety about the fact that you right. may never have it. Right, so in a feel feelingization, it's a closed-eyed guided process that I take you through that drops you from your head to your heart where we drop into the feelings of love and appreciation and gratitude. And when we're in this state, which is scientifically measurable, it's called heart coherence. It's from that state that you can actually manifest your heart's desire. So I have one of, I have many of these for free on my website. My website is soulmatesecret.com and there's a tab called free stuff. So in the free stuff tab are all these free feelingizations that you can access. The one that I would suggest you start with is called the golden cord feelingization. And this is a process where you can meet your soulmate today. Today. And here's how it happens. Here's the quantum science explanation. In quantum science, we know that there is no time. There's no past. There's no future. We all exist in this now moment. The other thing that we know is that we all exist in a field where everybody and everything is already connected. So what I do in this feelingization is I take you into the field, into the now moment, and in this field, you can send out a golden cord of light from your heart to your soulmate's heart on the unseen plane. So you don't know what she looks like, you don't know her name, you don't know when and how you're going to meet. But in this now moment, in the field, you can connect heart to heart and start a relationship today. I call it love before first sight. And then every day you can put yourself into this state by dropping into your heart 
and begin talking to your soulmate on a daily basis. I love it. Another thing I got from you, I think it was from you many years ago that I did that was a really beautiful exercise, was to write a love note from your soulmate to you to get into yeah. that feeling space. Yeah. Um, you know, have her just get into her perspective, really get into her reality and write yourself a love note from that space or even write her a love note. And do both, actually. So you write, I would write actually a love note to her. She writes a love note back. And then write a love note to yourself. Yeah, I remember once you had an exercise I, I once had, I think it was you and Catherine Woodward Thomas together, where you had us write love wedding vows to ourselves. Yep, you can do that. And the other thing that might, let's say that your, your ultimate goal is to be legally married to your soulmate. So one of the things I would do today is buy your wedding cake topper. Do that as an act of faith and create a love altar for yourself. So you have your wedding cake topper there. You put a every, you know, make sure you have fresh flowers there, pink or red flowers to symbolize love. You know, maybe get um, two ceramic dove birds or something that represents a couple and create this beautiful love altar where you can sit for a few minutes, minutes every day and converse with your soulmate through this golden cord feelingization so that you're really lifting yourself up and living at the frequency of love. Not like it's some hope or wish or maybe someday kind of state, because when you're in that state, you're affirming to the universe that love is missing from your life. And when you're affirming that love is missing, all you're going to manifest is more of the feeling of missing. What we wanna do is shift that to a knowing that the one you've asked for is already yours. And you do that by connecting to them, by speaking to them, by having gratitude and appreciation for all the love you already have in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you were saying before, that complaining that's going to have us die alone is a focus on what isn't there and the loneliness and the fear that it's not going to happen. But what you're talking about, going out, buying a wedding topper, creating um, loving letters to each other, all of these different things that we can do to have us live in that frequency of love, really creating a space in our heart where she's there. Um, right. All of those things get us into that attitude of gratitude and love and appreciation, what you call that heart coherence space instead of living in that fear and constantly with limiting beliefs be affirming to ourselves that the love is missing. Instead, you're talking about these are practices and the reason they work is because it puts us in a state of knowing and feeling that she's already ours. Right. Because in the field, that's already true. It are, your soulmate already exists. You know. Now, now what we want to do is manifest her in the 3D world. So we do that by keeping the connection strong, by having this faith that we already have plenty of love and there's more love to come as opposed to living in the negativity. Now, the negativity will come up. But as I said earlier, if you're an emotionally mature adult, you're going to manage that. You're going to acknowledge, oh, there's that thought again, whatever it is, and then change it. 
Yeah, one of the ways that back in the day when I was first discovering your work and I had this guy friend who's a mentor of mine, I was telling him this whole story about how as a queer woman, there's no, you know, it was a numbers game. And I started actually doing the numbers for him. Like I started doing the math for him to prove to him why there was no way I was going to find somebody. Right. And he just was so appalled and, you know, just said, you know, you really need a new global metaphor. And he, you know, sat me and he really pushed me and he said, what would be the opposite of what you're saying? You know, what is, what is just the opposite thing? And what we came up with is hot lesbians are everywhere. That's it. That's what's true. That's what's true. And so now that's literally, it's, it's, it's my affirmation. It's, it's all, over. I, I have, I give out stickers that say hot lesbians are everywhere in every single podcast and every video I make, I remind people that hot lesbians are everywhere within you talked about how they're in the field and it can change the same day. Ariel, within two weeks of starting to use the mantra, hot lesbians are everywhere. And by the way, anytime I heard myself having a negative thought, I would say, no, hot lesbians are everywhere. And anytime a, a friend of mine would complain in a bar or whatever about how it's hard to meet women, I say, no, it's not, hot lesbians are everywhere. Within two weeks of that happening, I started dating two incredible women and I really haven't had any issues dating ever since then. I mean, my I life has it literally turned my life around. Just that one silly little yeah. sentence that sounds ridiculous, but it absolutely changed my but life. No, but it's the truth. It is the truth. Because quantum, when you talk about quantum science, that stuff is trippy. Um, you know, if you really get down to it, there is no matter. Everything is just energy and information. There isn't even, you know, we're, we're sitting looking at each other through computer screens, but there is no computer. There's no nothing. There's not even, it's all just energy and information. So not, not to get, you know, too trippy or anything like that, but this... This is all just an illusion, and we have so much more control than we realize. And the limiting beliefs, these ideas. Now, it's interesting you talked about it as not deserving. When you say um, too old or it's too late in your life, is that what you mean by not deserving? Or do you mean it's, it's in a more of a, all a heart-based of a heart way, like I'm not a good enough person? Or is it literally just well, the external? It's both. You know, So people will have different things. Like some people you know, had really difficult childhood and they haven't done any work on it to overcome it. And they have this thing, I'm not lovable, you know, and, and I, therefore, because I feel like I'm not lovable, I can't be out dating yet because people are telling me that until I love myself, I can't have love. So that's one of the biggest lies out there. The truth is almost all human beings have doubts about you know, their abilities and who they are and their love abilities. You know, it's a spectrum. Some people have a little bit, some people have a lot. But when you're with your soulmate and you see reflected in your partner's eyes how much they love you, that's the greatest healing on the planet. That will begin to heal whatever your self-worth or, or self-esteem issues are. Sitting on the sidelines, hoping that you're going to fall madly in love with yourself and then you'll date is not a good plan. No, absolutely. Now, once you do get into a relationship, there's also a whole lot more hard work that comes up there yeah. in terms that's a, of... That's a different podcast. We don't have time to do that one in the next five minutes. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Well, so here's what I will tell you. Finding the soulmate is the easy part. Learning to coexist with them is the hard part. I absolutely agree. You know, when you're choosing a life partner... If you do it based on chemistry alone, you're doomed to fail. 
Okay, so what you're ideally looking for is a soulmate life partner with whom you have these five things. Connection, compatibility, good communication, which can be learned. You don't have to have it organically. You can learn good communication. Some amount of chemistry, but it doesn't have to be the hottest chemistry ever, just some chemistry. And the single most important factor is this a shared vision for the future. So if you know that you have to live at the beach, you don't want to be with somebody who's in Denver and wants to spend the rest of their life in the mountains. If you know with absolute certainty life won't be worth living without children, you can't be with somebody who doesn't want children. So a shared vision for the future on the big stuff is absolutely critical. Now, if you're a vegan and they're a meat eater, you know, if you can be tolerant of each other's eating styles, that's not a deal breaker unless you're evangelical about the way you eat, you know, but there are some big things. So the shared vision for the future is the number one most important thing in being able to predict a long-term happy relationship. Yeah, absolutely. That's quite frankly why my last relationship ended. It, it was simply just because we wanted such different things. You know, that's why if you're going to be online, put it, those things in your profile Yes, I want to be married. I want to have kids. I want to live in Southern California. Whatever those things are for you, whatever those, you know, non-negotiable things are, put them right up front. You don't have to worry about scaring anybody away. You want to scare the people that aren't right for you. But what's also really important in terms of the shared vision for the future and this selectivity making sure that all of these five factors that you described, the connection, the compatibility, the communication, the chemistry, and the shared vision for the future, along with that is the willingness to walk away from someone, even if there's chemistry, if there's not. Because some in, in the queer community, for queer women, it can be that we go a little bit longer between finding potential mates. And so that belief in love and that certainty that you're going to find someone needs to continue to be there because otherwise people might say, oh, maybe we don't have one of these five factors, but I'll, like maybe we don't want something for the future, but I don't have anyone else, so I might as well stick around here because of that lack of faith. So That's a problem, you know, with straight people as well, you know, because you'll get tested, you know. So let's say you really do want the legal marriage and the kids or, you know, the picket fence and all of that. And then some really hot guy shows up and, you know, he's financially irresponsible and he's a Peter Pan, but he's so charming and good looking and fun and sexy that you're willing to waste your time being with somebody that you know has no potential or capacity to meet your long-term goals. And that's when you have to decide, really, what am I up to? So if what you're really up to is finding your soulmate life partner, you're gonna have to forgo the short-term pleasure for the long-term goal. The women that I come across know exactly what they are. the long-term goal is. So they have to be careful not to be distracted. It's like saying, I'm going on a diet because I really need to lose 15 pounds by summer because I'm going to Corfu and I want to look good in my bathing suit. And then you're eating cheesecake every night, you know, because it tastes really good for five minutes, you know. So you have to really be honest with yourself. What is it that you're up to? And are you willing to 
really be responsible for yourself in that way and not waste your time with somebody who can't meet your ultimate goal. Well, what I love most about what you just said was seeing it as a test of your will, like it's a test, which is really kind of, you know, someone, someone comes along who is exciting in certain ways, but not going to give you what you want. Instead of seeing that as a problem, you could see that as a test, a test of your will. And, you know, how bad do you really want it? And that turns it into kind of an exciting challenge as opposed to a problem. Yes. And that happened to me when I was manifesting my soulmate. This guy showed up. He was handsome and funny and charming and pursuing me so heavenly, heavily. And yet I knew his reputation. I knew he was a player. And, you know, trust me, there was every part of my being that wanted to fall for it. You know, it's like I hadn't had sex in six months. I mean, it just looked like it was going to be so much fun. But I also knew that on some level, God was testing me. Do you really want what you say you want? Or do you want to just have fun for a few weeks? And it was hard to pass. But I was so glad that I did, you know. So, you know, it's just about honoring yourself and your own commitment. Yeah, because when the heart wants to love, there's such a strong gravitational pull towards whatever they might be offering. Because if you have nothing, then what that person is offering compared to nothing, that sounded great. This sexy guy you had met, he would, you know, you hadn't had sex in a while. There were so many reasons why that would have been so much better than maybe what you had currently, but not as good as what you were going for. And that thing they were offering was going to actually take you away from the path towards what you knew for sure you wanted. Right. And I also I was also talking to my soulmate on the unseen plane back at that time. So there was even a level at which I knew that since I trusted that my connection on the unseen plane already existed with my soulmate, even though I didn't know his name, there was a level at which falling or going with this other guy was a form cheating. cheating. Right. You were cheating on him. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. Which is why getting back to one of the first things that you said um, when we got on this call was that women need to know, have clarity and purpose. And this here is the reason. The reason for the clarity and the purpose is because when someone comes along who isn't those things and when we're lonely and our heart wants to open, it's so easy to sort of go for that instead. But with that clarity and purpose, you could say, no, 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 I know I know what I want. I know that she's out there. I know that if I get diverted from my path, I'm going to be taking time away from her and I'm going to take energy away from her. Exactly. it. Yeah. Beautiful. Very beautiful. Another part of the thing that I think was really interesting and worth mentioning that I've heard you say before, you know, with people saying I'm too old or I'm too fat, you actually brought up a statistic that the average wedding dress is a size 16. Yes. Yeah, because there's this idea out there that, you know, you have to be a size two, four, or six in order to be lovable to somebody else. But it's not true. You know, most people are not that. So it's it's more about are you fun? Are you giving? Are you generous? Are you loving? You know, to do with the size of your body. There's something and someone for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Love is for everybody. Another thing you talk about a lot is that getting hurt in love is used as an excuse to stop trying. Right. I was talking to somebody about this just yesterday. Um, So when people tell me, well, I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt again, I tell them, yes, you are. (laughs) 
Everybody gets hurt in love at one point or another. Even when you're with your soulmate, there are days when you're going to hate them, when they're going to hurt you or you're going to hurt them. It's just a normal part of life. So if you want to hide out and say, oh, I can't risk being hurt again, again, you're going to get to die alone, you know, because that's just how it is. It's like saying, oh, well, you know, I really love rollerblading and I'm so good at it and it's really fun, but I fell down once and I'm afraid I'll fall again, therefore I'm never going to do it again. doesn't make any sense. Or, or let's say you like to go out to eat in a restaurant, you're a foodie, dining out's a form of entertainment. And you go out one night and you have a really bad meal. Are you going to decide at the end of the meal, I'm never eating again. I ate and it made me sick. I'm not, of course not. So, you know, yes, you are. If you're good, if you're going to be in love and you're going to have love in your life, I promise you, you're going to get hurt and you're going to pull up your big girl panties and you're going to get over it. Yeah. And I think one of the things I also like to practice, but also teach when people, when, when, when this topic comes up is that that emotional pain is first of all, you know, when do we learn more? When are we more awake and alive? And when do we learn more than during our heartbreaks and heartaches? It's such an amazing opportunity to grow. And also when we're in that much emotional pain, it's a great opportunity to be awake spiritually in the moment and be touching in with our emotions because so much of our life we live in our heads and we're so detached. But in a time of heartache, I think is, is that, that tender-hearted open place is such a, a great opportunity to be more connected with our fellow humans. And Well, we have more empathy for other people, you know, like it's hard to be empathetic if things are good all the time. If, if you never get sick, you know, it's hard to be empathetic for your friends that are sick until suddenly you're sick. And it's like, oh, I really understand now how hard it is to get out of bed when you've got this or you've got that. So yeah, pain pain is an important part of life. I mean, I don't go chasing it. Who does? But um, we all get pissed. Yeah, and when it comes up, it, it definitely makes us a better person and yeah. is therefore not something we need to hide from. We, like you said, you don't want to go looking for it, but it shouldn't be used as an excuse to keep us from from what we want. Exactly. Is there anything else that you just wish people knew about? You know, I think if I have only one message is that big love is absolutely possible for everyone of every age and every circumstance. And all you have to do is be willing to put a little time and energy and effort and attention on your love life. You know, you have to participate. If you're going to sit around and hope for lightning to strike and you're going to have this cute meat and you're going to live happily ever after, you know, I hate to break it to you. Life doesn't go that way. But if you're willing and open and available for love, there are easy ways to make it happen. And a lot of them we talked about at the top of this interview. You know, online dating is a great way to meet people. Yeah, absolutely. So for women who want to go further... And because I, I want to be, I want to be mindful of your time. I know that we're we're getting close. So, um, for women who want to go further with your work and and learn more from you, where should they go? I know you mentioned your free um, your your free guide before, but I'd love for you to give more. Yeah. So the so soulmatesecret.com is my website, and there's all these freebies under the free stuff tab, and then I have um, a free seven uh, 75 minute webinar which you can access at soulmatepassion44.com, soulmatepassion44.com. So that's about it. 
you know, someday let's talk again about how to keep love. So we talked about finding love. Keeping love is a whole other topic that I love talking about. And uh, whenever you're ready, let me know. I would absolutely love that. I know my audience would too. And I adore you. I'm so grateful for everything you brought to the world and for the impact that it had on me. So thank you, Arielle, for everything you are. Take care. Bye. And now I would love to hear from you. We covered a whole lot of things in this interview, but I'm curious. What of the many things we spoke about was the most impactful for you? Head on over to the blog at womenwantingwomen.com and let us know. And if you're interested in finally finding the woman of your dreams, so you could be best friends who learn and grow together and share dreams together and have adventures together and share passionate intimacy together, then there are tons of free resources for you on womenwantingwomen.com, including a guide to quickly and easily eliminating rejection from your life, a class on the number one thing you can do to end your loneliness if you're single, a quiz to find out what qualities the woman of your dreams will find most attractive about you when you meet her, a guide to the three biggest mistakes most women make when coming out and how to avoid them, a guidebook on finding your lesbian soulmate, and a free matchmaking survey you can fill out in case I already know the woman of your dreams. All of this is free on my website at womenwantingwomen.com. And when you claim your free access to any of these things, you automatically become a Jordana Michelle Insider, which will give you instant access to an email training series I created to help you get on your game to finding your soulmate faster and easier, and to help you grow the deepest possible love together once you finally do meet. Plus, you'll get exclusive content and special giveaways and some personal updates from me that I just don't share anywhere else. So go to womenwantingwomen.com and check it out for yourself and share it with any other LGBT women that you think can benefit from what I'm offering there. Until next time, keep remembering that hot lesbians are everywhere, that love is real, and that the woman of your dreams is on her way into your life in perfect timing. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Women Wanting Women. 